Movie talking for four guys. Four guys Ba-doo. talking films. Hey, you guys, look. I know I'm just the dude that carries the bags, but it seems to me we all play an important part in this group. I mean, we're just like a big, delicious banana split. Fred, you're the big banana. Daphne, you're the pastrami and bubblegum flavored ice cream. And Velma, you're the sweet and sour mustard sauce that goes on top. Mm-mm. Still looking there are a lot oh my gosh there's i'm only halfway through i'm not re this is film sack <laughs> oh sure Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode 392. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. He would have gotten away with it, too, done away. You darn kids. Mm. And Pamela Anderson, what are you doing here? Oh, hi. Hi. This week on Film Sack, the gang invites you to hop on into their shagging wagon for a total PG ride down to the coast to help us solve the mystery of Scooby-Doo 2002 in the case of there's something rotten about these tomato scores, man. <laughs> hey, Sackers in the back. Mind your manners and be careful around Randy's vegetarian hash bar. Randy, Randy Roo, how high are you? Scott, <laughs> up here. Can you pull over? Yeah. I got to take care of a situation brewing in my pants. Mm. Earlier, Ibbett and I were having a not-so-friendly farting contest. And I think there may be a disembodied turtle head leaking protoplasm into my Scooby-Doo underoos. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Wait, come back. Friends don't quit. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Turtle head. Yeah, all over the place yet. Brilliant as always. Yeah, it's something. It's something. Also with us, Randy Ramburgers Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi. Randy. And uh, thank you, everyone. We really appreciate your praise. It all started when I had a great idea for a podcast that Scott told me. That's right. I, uh, you know what? This movie, it really brought us together. And mm. I just can't do this ego thing anymore. Mm. I, it's, it's important that I stop thrusting myself out in front of the whole film sack team. Mm. So I'm going to ask you to please turn your attention to the most beautiful and brainy of the four of us. No, well, okay, yes, that's also me. What I'm trying to say is <laughs> I need to stop talking mm. and let this individual who's wearing a tiny, sexy, vermilion skirt with the apricot turtleneck sweater mm, <laughs> speak for us. Go ahead, Brian Ibbett. <laughs> a crush. Nice. This is like a typical... Saturday night at it's there you go. There you go. Wearing, wearing purple. <laughs> also with us and uh just talked about him. Let's make it official. Brian creepy CGI face Ibbit. 
Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Jeez, Scoob, here we are, stuck on this spooky island, trying to find the ghost that's haunting this creepy amusement park. At least I met Mary Jane. Have I mentioned that's my favorite name? Anyway, Scoob, <laughs> we've got to go weed through the clues so that we can smoke out the bad guy. You'd have to be a dope to think we'd just sit here on this cushion listening to the Doobie Brothers and not help our friends. I mean, I know we have a chronic case of fear, but you're my bud and we gotta tell the bad guy that his ass is grass but first i'm hungry could you help me open this can of bisque wow can of bisque can you buy bisque yeah. in a can is that a thing you can do though can you go can i go to I the store campbell's i imagine campbell's has bisque in a can some sure. kind of bisque all right well then right. that makes it the perfect intro well done that was me. Well, if gotta, if Willard gotta, ever gotta, passes away, you got it. Yeah, you got I've got to send you. I've got to send you my draft for that greeting. Like I Did was like, <laughs> I was like, it <laughs> didn't occur to me to be sco- uh, to be Shaggy though. I yeah. was I was like trying to come up with all the puns, and I couldn't figure out <laughs> whose voice to put them in. And I was I was thinking about going all the <laughs> yeah. if it went but, uh, if it went full I'm glad shaggy. we went in different directions yeah full shaggy you never want to go full shaggy but you did it anyway and I and I I, I think it's great that you did by the way it sounded an awful lot like this oh yeah a little bit like uh, <laughs> just Justin impressions does, yeah does shaggy pretty right. good anyway the movie is Scooby Doo it is 2002 Scooby Doo and uh, not a hundred percent sure. Uh, if this is true, but I think it might be the first, well, certainly in a long time that we've done a PG rated film. It's been a mm. long time. I think it, it has been a while. Yeah. I didn't think about that. You're right. It was very PG and I, I felt it. Yeah. I felt it. Yeah. I felt it too. It's, the original plan for this thing was not to be so PG. It was supposed to be a little darker. They were going to poke mm-hmm. fun at the original series a bit more. <clears throat> they were aiming for PG 13. <clears throat> Shaggy was going to be an actual stoner, not just uh, veiled references mm-hmm. to the fact that he was probably a stoner. And Velma and Daphne had a side relationship, a little bit of a lesbian action there. Oh, going really? On. Wow, they really. Uh, yeah, they were gonna go like the Dukes of Hazard style. Like, just, I kind of wish right. they would have done that. No. Like, I wish they would have gone all the way. You know, like no. the Brady Bunch did that and did it really well, where they they yeah. made fun of their Brady Bunchiness. Yeah, I. But I think I think that I think the Brady Bunch plays to that. I think that would have just destroyed this. I I don't think well, it would. And well. so did the studio. Yeah. Yeah. And this, and this, and and ultimately, it came all the way up to Warner Brothers saying, "No, you're making, you're giving us an edit that's PG." Right, right. And yeah, so that's what it. got. I'm a little, right. su- I'm a little surprised you can get away with uh, at least in 2002 and maybe even today, uh, as much Sarah Michelle Geller cleavage and still say st- stay 13 or PG and not 13. I don't know why that struck me. I read some, I read some weird trivia that says that <laughs> there was some CGI uh, downplaying of oh, yes. Lady boobs so this this comes to james gunn and uh i think it, this is our first james gunn film is that right uh yeah earliest one mm-hmm. we haven't done slither yet uh mm-hmm. so you're right so, i believe so i'm gonna i'm gonna i want to just admit something mm. despite the fact that i've seen all of the movies i never knew that james gunn was a person who existed until about three months ago well, more than that. I, like, you, oh, knew, really? you knew I'd it in 2013. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, you right. got to remember. I don't watch trailers, yeah. and I and I definitely don't watch like the Tonight Show and stuff like that. Yeah. So, 
I can't, I came along one day and opened up Twitter and it was like James Gunn, James Gunn. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Mm. And then, uh, oh, directed Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Okay, well, I saw them. I just never really thought about this person. Mm. Well, and, I, I knew and him from now the Slither I know days. The Slither, the Slither was like, a cool movie. That was a great movie. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, now I know he's like a crazy edgelord and we're able to go back in time to 2002 <laughs> And see the beginnings of his edge lordiness, and I'm not sure that I believe all this trivia. I, I guess Ibit hasn't read it, but Gun Gun has been making claims the mm. last few years about Scooby Doo, oh, about yeah. how they made an R-rated film with nudity and so on, right. oh. and then they had to edit edit it and CGI it out. Is that true? I think he's a little, I think he's a little tongue in cheek. I I think that he's just spreading that well maybe the it was the tongue in the know. cheek that put it over the r rating i don't know man right <laughs> Might depends have been. on whose tongue and whose cheek yeah where and where that cheek was located <laughs> geographically but anyway the, the james gunn um i mean prominence did happen with the first guardians movie for sure the guardians movie that's and that's where i first heard the name james gunn was after the first guardians movie yeah that, that, that was like right. all right that's a completely different tone than any other Marvel movie. I love it. Mm -hmm. Who did that? Yeah. And, uh, and for me, it was Slither. I knew same. who he was from that. He directed and wrote it. And I thought that movie was super cool. It's a great little horror movie we should watch on the show sometime. I think it's, it is oh, yeah. Slither, right? Saw that, Slither? Saw that at the, yes, it, it is Slither. I saw that at the theater. And yeah, I remember seeing it back in the day and going, wow, this is, whew, this is different. It's out there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. And then uh, I always knew his brother because this is embarrassing, but I would watch the Gilmore Girls with my wife. And, that's uh, not embarrassing. His brother Tim Gunn. No, not Tim Gunn. That's the ready uh, designers. Not that guy. <laughs> his brother Tommy Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> it's the other guy. I can't think of his name. But he's he's Peter also Gunn. in the Guardians movies. He <laughs> plays one of plays one of um, Francis Gunn. James. Oh no, no that was, he was uh, born too. Well, I can't remember his no. name. Kirk, he plays Kirk on uh, on the Gilmore Girls. Anyway, so I went down that rabbit hole and I was like, oh, these guys are brothers and looking and working together and all this. So I kind of had a, a, you know, a thing and he's been in the news lately because everybody dug up his old tweets and they were all kind of rude and lewd and, and they fired him from Tattooed. the third thing. And now you got, <laughs> he got Drax threatening not to be in it. And it's a big stinky stink, yeah. but, uh, but that's not why we did Scooby-Doo. No, Scooby-Doo no, no. just oh. showed up on our list. Right. Right. It, and it's, and it's perfect for this, for what we do. Like, and, and I feel like James Gunn is James Gunn making a PG film, not making writing. You know, inserting all of this uh, weirdness into this PG film, and it doesn't really end up being good. Yes, yeah. do we agree? Yeah. It doesn't really. I think so. well, I wait, think wait, wait. It's, wait. It's, not, it's not enough of anything in any direction. It either needs to be, all right, go full on, embrace the, the, the you know, the cartoon, and just be a live action version of the cartoon, or make jokes about the stereotypes of the four characters. Uh, well, I think. Characters. Yeah, I, think I agree. From our recent, I'm, I'm going to disagree because I think from our recent viewing, we've seen what happens when a movie goes to full embrace or beyond. Okay, so the, the okay, so yeah, yeah. So let's say we went with the Flintstones. I think maybe they didn't go far enough in the right direction. And then you look at uh, Speed Racer, and I'm like, okay, you went too far. And I feel like from the original spirit, the source material. I feel like this was pretty good. I think if you're a kid, you're a ten year old kid. I'll, I think Scooby Doo is great. Like if I was ten and this was right. a movie, if, if I, you're, I would, okay. I would yeah, be if very you're saying if you're saying you wanted a movie, if you want a movie, right. okay. So if you want to continue the franchise of Scooby Doo to continue to aim at the target audience has always been targeted towards, which is I how I think it shouldn't be done in the yeah. way it was done. Right. Yeah. But if you're thinking, oh, we need to capture 
capitalize on the nostalgia and and serve this to the now adults who were appreciations for you know Scooby Doo back in the seventies. Sure, then that would be a totally different movie, and I would not have enjoyed that. I think Family, I might. I just, okay, I'm going to agree with you that that's what they did. You know, the the the, the separation you're making is a correct one. But I'm going to agree with Ibbett that I think I would have enjoyed it more had they really leaned into the other stuff because I am an adult and I would have preferred that now. If I was 10, I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. But if I'm who I am now, I would be like, yeah, really lean in on the fact that these guys were stoners and that uh, ascots are dumb and uh, Scrappy-Doo's the worst character ever. And they did actually a pretty good job of the Scrappy-Doo thing, I think. I think the Mm -hmm. Scrappy-Doo thing was kind of brilliant. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the the CGI was the only thing that really hurt them on that. And that was just a just a technical issue of the time by the way really quickly uh james gunn four brothers yeah. uh has four brothers patrick gunn is a senior vp at artisan entertainment brian gunn is a screenwriter who works with um in partnership with their cousin mark gunn uh brian and mark wrote the mtv movie together and are executive producers of the same uh, uh coming tv series the same name matt mm-hmm. gunn wrote and starred in the winter of the 1997 sundance film festival and sean gunn that's the is guy. the actor is the one you you right exactly start in uh, Angel and uh, Gilmore Girls and yeah, all that yeah and now and and he's great in the two he had an even bigger role in Guardians too I like him in Guardians a lot he's great mm-hmm. so yeah so, uh, so I just want to I just want to say I actually have an eight year old and this has been a strange year for us in film sack now I realize he's older than he was you know three and five years ago when we were watching lots of movies for film sack but. Right. For whatever reason, this last year we've we've watched Gremlins and, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we watched Batman, uh, uh, Speed Racer, and and uh, so on. And uh, we're starting to hit, you know, some PG movies where I'm like, oh, I could watch this with my kid. Mm-hmm. He loved this movie. He was attached, yeah. like from the eyeballs to the screen. He was <laughs> attached to this film, <laughs> and and it gives you it gives you a, a different perspective. I don't think it helps you as an adult. To see it through the eyes of an eight-year-old, because no. the movie you're you're then going, oh wow, this movie really panders with the visuals, with the sounds, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and where do we and where do we lay it at? We lay it at an amusement park on an island. I mean, the the whole thing is just yeah. It, it, it's like it's it, it, yeah. It, the, even the color scheme, the color scheme is like fl- son of flubber. It's just like yeah. Uh, you know, this is so aimed at where it's aimed, and it and I and I think it probably gets gets right where it needs to be, and it was enough to make a sequel, despite what we may think of it now. And not only a sequel, but two Cartoon Networks shows that really didn't have any of these original cast. So, but, what, no. why are we attaching those to these movies? Is it because like the producers of the films are also owning the TV shows? No, I think it's just because it, it it created a, a renewed interest in the franchise, and so mm-hmm. they made are the, new stuff. Dunaway, are the made-for-TV movies, uh, are they live-action? Same kind yes. of thing? Yes, live-action. Yeah, it's that mixed, it's that mixed uh, you know, three yeah, the, with, right. with live-action. Correct, yeah, correct. And Roger Rabbit know, style. Sure. Yeah, and I mean, you're, if you didn't like this, you're probably not going to like the others. <laughs> no. So. No, no, I didn't see those, but <laughs> I have a feeling those are real bad. <laughs> I'm, it's it's this without the money behind it right exactly <laughs> i feel like i feel like my kid watched a series called uh not a series a a film called scooby-doo the mystery begins and it was all animated right this oh was, yeah yeah this was after the movie there's been plenty of renewed interest in scooby-doo over the last you know 10 15 years and so we've we've seen uh, s- some movies spawn from that, as well as a new TV series and 
Is either one what, airing new, now new, or new comic? Yeah. Uh, is it still running? That's a good question. Um, um, there was something coming, or or it's already here. I can't remember, but it's more of a modern right. take on it. Like the style is a little more. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't call it Teen it is, Titans. It's, a lot more. it's but it's kind of like that, you know, like Teen Titans right. Go a little bit. From what I saw, but I don't remember when I saw this. This could have been years ago. I don't remember. It, it was it was recent. It. It's mm. uh, what's new, Scooby Doo, mm, uh, okay. and apparently, I believe it is still. Let's see. Uh, no, I think that one has completed its run. Maybe that's the one I'm getting confused with. Let me see which one is this one. Yeah. See, that would be the that would be the only way I'd continue watching any. Be cool, further Scooby. Scoop- is that it? be cool scooby-doo i think it might be it <laughs> any any anyway any further scooby-doo stuff the only way i'd watch it is if they did it as a teen titans powerpuff girls style well good luck animation. because that's exactly what they got in be cool yeah really? okay okay yeah. all right good that sounds wonderful but they've had some kind of weird uh two-hour animated movies like return to something island or you know Yes. Junk like that. Oh, those were yeah, they were coming straight to video for a long time. Yeah. Oh, look at this okay. adventures. Wow, I'm yeah, not sure. Cool it's like the artwork is kind of like uh like a weird family guy meets Yeah. Uh yes. oh, this is weird. It is weird. But it it's, is fun. Weird. it's fun. It's fun. It, it, I've watched a little is bit it? of it. It wouldn't keep you keep you interested for long, but I, it's it's yeah, fun to watch. Yeah. I wanna I wanna hit a reset button though on this thing. We all grew up watching the original series, sure, right? Well, reruns right. of it mostly, but yeah, they weren't really like, making are, new ones what, when we were kids. But. What are your what are your memories of that? Uh great times to be alive. <laughs> I mean, you know, bowl of cereal, uh right, exactly. Uh, spooky house, they gotta look around. Turns out the ghost is really old man, what's his face? And yeah, yeah. I mean it really Scary. is the formula that just is repeated with the same thing just different location and different ghosts yeah and and the thing and they make fun of it in this movie but the thing at the end where it's like i would i would have succeeded too if it wasn't for you kids and that stupid dog like that was in every episode they always laughed at the end and it was scooby going because he did something i will right you know what i will bet you it isn't i will bet you it's like where are my dragons and when you actually watch the original series the unmasking of the old man Smithers only happens a couple of times. What? Just, oh, no you just way. remember I'll... it happening. Nah, every maybe, that, maybe I mean, that I'm willing. Episode. We, we started then it, de- we... it demystify right uh, away from the supernatural to the natural world. And they had to uh, do that every episode. Yeah. Every episode was about a supernatural thing happening. In fact, this movie kind of breaks through that rule and it kind of bums <laughs> yeah, me out. Yeah. Yeah. But because uh, the X-Files with a dog, right? I, I don't, <laughs> Uh, again, I don't have clear memories. I just remember that there was a real Wizard of Oz thing going on with every, with every episode of Scooby Doo, and it wasn't always that clean one bad guy thing where you pull a mask off or whatever. Like I felt like the very opening scene of the movie did a good job of summarizing a, a lot of episodes. But it's just like when I remember back to Scooby Doo the original series, it was like we're going on a wacky vacation with the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, you're talking about the later. There stuff. wasn't right. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the, the later, stuff. the later there was a stuff. Whole series before that. Yeah, but like, this right. the the oldest series was the thing we just I think we described pretty well. What you're describing right. is kind of here comes Scooby Dumb, here comes Scooby Scrappy Doo, Scrappy. Here comes yeah, the right. Globetrotters. Like here's all the crossover with the other Hanna Barbera that- stuff. Was that the difference between um, just playing Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo? Where are you? Because there was a there was the TV show called Scooby Doo. Where are you? And I don't think that was the original. 
I think it was, wasn't it? Was, was I it? thought where you was the original? Let me look. Let me look. Scooby-Doo I'm pretty sure that's the cartoon. original 1969. Yeah. Uh, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Started okay, so in. the original one was Scooby-Doo, yeah. where are you? And then it was like, right, yeah. Then, then, oh, yeah then you get it exactly. Then you get the ABC stuff, which is the Scooby-Doo show and Scooby-Doo's All-Star right. Laugh Olympics. Yeah, and yeah, F yeah, that. Yeah. F and that's what Randy that. remembers, I think. Yeah. There's also a Scooby-Doo, where did they go? Oh, no, wait. I'm uh, sorry. This is a... <laughs> <laughs> this is a video about well, where do the characters but there is go shaggy and scooby-doo get a clue scooby-doo mystery incorporated there's the be cool scooby-doo there's something even more recent than that called scooby-doo and guess who oh oh i haven't seen that one what is that one that sounds terrible that is uh on may 23rd 2018 boomerang announced that a new scooby-doo series oh yes scooby-doo and guess who is scheduled to be released sometime in 2019 the series is currently slated to uh, air on the boomerang service uh, Mystery Inc. gang teaming up with a variety of guest stars. Oh boy, including uh, Halsey, Sia, Bill Nye, yes. and this guy. Now, no, that, that is the, the guest Hamill. stars. The That's guest Hamill. stars. They need to Urkel. only. They need to only be Burton Cummings, Randy Bachman, and Gary Peterson. Yeah. Those are the only guest stars allowed. Yeah, sound like they're going to go series. They're going to go Neil a little DeGrasse further. Tyson. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Someone t- write me and tell me you get that joke. Uh, they might. Someone will. Yeah. Hey, the thing is, uh, yeah. that sounds like the one I heard about now that you're mentioning it. I think it hadn't come out okay. yet, and I think that's it. And that yeah. sounds kind of terrible. Like, kind of does. Yeah. Are they gonna uh, little love boat? I mean, it's got to be. So it's gonna be animated. Sia walking around with like hair in front of her face. Yes. Yeah, we gotta go find the ghost. We. Then she'll say, see where I'm going. For some, watch out for, some reason, watch out for, for the some chandelier. Reason. Look out for the chandelier. Sorry, for what? some reason, I feel like the only episode of the uh, newer Adventures of Scooby-Doo, when they were doing all the guest stars and stuff, I feel like yeah. Ibit only saw the episode with Cher. Is that, <laughs> is that accurate? Is that true? Is no, she I on there? The, I totally saw the uh, I totally saw the Harlem Globetrotters one. Right. The, uh, uh, who else? Uh, wasn't there a Don Har- what, do you mean, what do you mean the one? Yeah. Like I, I would, I would give no, you, I would give you the one if it was like Elvira. I feel like there were seventeen episodes of Scooby Doo with the Harlem that? Globetrotters yeah. because it was more. It was Harlem Globetrotters were on everything else. They were on one episode of Scooby Doo. They, they were on the D- Gilligan's Island. Yeah, and then they were on. Uh, they were on everything. Boat, everything. And then they ended up on Fantasy Island. Now, then, on, yeah. on the uh, Go- Gilligan's <laughs> Island, wasn't wasn't that the actual movie where they were getting off? Yes, the island. Never. Well, yeah. Somehow the Harlem Globetrotters helped them get off the island. Yeah, yeah. I like oh that. Gosh, <laughs> Is that the one where they were getting off the island? I'm glad that you right. Yeah, I was there. like, well, man, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They, were, they had actually, they had actually left the island. Oh. They weren't, they weren't planning it. They were actually on like a grass and bamboo type boat or something. Oh, oh here's a list. By the way, here's a list. So. Uh, Harlem Globetrotters actually had their own Hanna Barbera series, and that also yes. might be why you're thinking that they were on all the time. Right. But they also had uh, the special guest Batman and Robin. Yeah. Yes. Oh uh, my God, Andy, I love those. Sandy Duncan. Wow. <laughs> oh. The Adams Family, Cass Elliot, uh, Mama Cass from the Mamas and the Papas, do Phyllis Diller, Don Knotts, and the Three Stooges. Perfect. I do remember Don Knotts being on there. Yeah. I absolutely remember yes. Don Knotts. I think they he drew his bug, big old bug eyes. I mean, just had like yes. outrageous Andy, bug eyes. Andy, yeah, that, he's great. <laughs> Here's uh, Cass Elliot. That's a weird. And, and, and Andy Duncan is a weird one to play. Right. Most of the most of the celebrity actors would hang out with like uh, Fred and Daphne, and but. It seems like I remember Don Knotts 
hanging out with Scooby and Shaggy. Yeah. Because yeah. they yeah. all yeah. kind of fit into that category. He was a goof. Yeah, he's a goofball. Yeah, a little bit goof. Yeah. 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 Here's a, here, by the way, is a bit of the theme from the original 1969 cartoon, just for just for reference. Here you go. It's very reminiscent of what I remember. That's, and it's just them hiding oh, in a house, fantastic. running across Man, got, the room to the same door. The other guy just exited. Uh, nights and are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you sure they started the, the original theme was reggae? Because I, I feel like the <laughs> reggae was a variation on the original. I don't think theme. this is reggae. Hold on. Yeah. No, no, that was that was 1969, man. Yeah, the, that wasn't reggae. That followed was... if the drum beat followed the staccato guitar, then it would be reggae. But it's uh, yeah, right. that's not reggae. That's more like uh, that's Close. Partridge Family era stuff, is what that yeah, is. Right, yeah. just kind of like bad yeah. drums and shitty guitars and and all that. But I remember, I remember this as reruns, and then it was our generation that was had it forced upon it the whole Scrappy Doo era. And I remember thinking uh, Scrappy Dumb was or Scooby Dumb was kind of funny because he didn't really say anything. He was just stupid. Yeah. But then. But you could actually understand him easier than Scooby Doo. So. Yeah. Figure that out. But then, yeah, that made no sense. But then you got. Uh, uh, by the way, voiced in this film by Frank Welker. We always get him in movies. Mm-hmm. It feels like. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also did all the <laughs> creature voices and stuff. But <laughs> he uh, that's that's when it got started getting bad. And I feel like even as a kid, I knew that that was bad. Like, yeah. I knew Scrappy-Doo was a mistake. I was sure of it. Oh, yes. Oh, we all hate it. Well, that's the reason. Now, that was the one thing that was, I think, aimed at our generation was to bring along Scrappy-Doo. And it was actually to, to make him the bad guy, to make him the foil of this entire thing. And they even tried. What really made me mad, though, was I was fine with him being the bad guy. But then at the very end, they wanted to kind of leave it open that he could come back because... He was under the influence of the Necrocomicon or whatever. He's like, what was it? <laughs> was it? Was it Necrocomicon? It was the uh, Necrocomicon. Uh, uh, was, I never guess it. What was it? It was the uh, oh, what was the, what was the device they had? The 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 hell the the Hellraiser uh, puzzle the box. Dark hold. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, had a dark hold on. Like it wasn't his fault. The Damon Rita. Damon Reich is right. Yeah, right. I think the, I was the right. Damon Rikus. What are we saying? Da- what? Damon Riker. That's what it was. It, it was Damon Riker. Damon Ritus. Damon Ritus. You got it. It was the Damon Ritus. That's it, what it was. I have a bad case it of was, that. It's a problem. Uh, there's, doctor, yeah. there's a piece of trivia that someone wanted to do the movie and then uh, walked off and refused to do it when he found out that uh, Scrappy oh, yeah. Doo was in the script. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't, I I don't buy that. Is that it's true? Like, that's hilarious if that's true. I love that. It's like you just can't, you cannot overstate how much all uh, Caucasian American men freaking hate Scrappy Doo. We have mm-hmm. like a, we have like this this genetic predisposition to hate right. this character so much. Yeah. I don't even know what to compare it to in, in like entertainment. I know what, what it I is. Do, I know what that, it is. He's that ahead. he's the character, you know, the character archetype in horror movies that always ends up, you know, you're always trying to hold him back. It's like, no, 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 you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get us all screwed over, and he just did that every time. Well, it is, is uh, it's, would know. it be blasphemous for me to say he's like the, uh, like the new kid, the the youngest kid on Modern Family, uh, uh, Jay and Gloria's new kid, who's precocious and <laughs> yes, and, uh, yes, no, that's what I'm gonna say. I don't think I think that's exactly what he is. He's not. He's not crucial to anything. He's just this obnoxious little shit. Like it's yeah, right. he, he just comes in and going, "Hey, I know what to do. We're gonna." 
So he's always he's always jumping out when he's not supposed to. He's always pushing something when he shouldn't. Like he's just right. a little piece it of was, rotten was, garbage. I hate that dog. It was yeah, it was a character. Money, it was a character that we had we that was kind of played with during the eighties. Uh, we you know almost every show had one. You had mm-hmm. like uh, you had uh, Brainy Smurf in the Smurfs, and right. so you have all these characters that that end up uh, through their defiance pulling you into conflict. And sure. uh, we don't need it. We hated it. We hated that character. We, it was easy enough for for Scooby and uh, and Shaggy to you know be driven to uh, food to create the conflict. We didn't need Scrappy Doo. Also, it no. goes against type because uh, Scooby Doo and even Scooby Dumb <clears throat> were weird because they kind of could communicate with people and kind of could right. talk, but it was a lot of row row and things like that because there was always a rough in there. And that was a consistent canonical thing. You bring on this little garbage puppy who's got full use of the english language Mm -hmm. oh my gosh just crush him under the van he was the evolution right he was the next step in in uh evolution for these great danes right (laughs) is that is that the (laughs) well didn't wasn't he just one of like i I seem to remember and i'm trying to remember good examples of of this but like in 80s cartoons 70s 80s cartoons if they felt like the show was getting stale they felt like they had to add yeah. A new character. I mean, Simpsons even made fun of this with the the whatever that dog. <laughs> or was the it cool dog? Yeah, the Simpsons did that. Uh, uh, Homer had created a a a character. Yeah, like uh, a dog with sunglasses or something. Right. My, okay, yeah. I oh, remember you remember that, that right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but to to in, reinvigorate uh, the the series, yes, you add a new characters. It's a cheap, easy way to do it, and you make them hip and cool. Uh, that was much more. I think '90s fairer than than the '80s though, wasn't it? But I don't know. I think I think we were aiming a lot of times. Like after Star Wars, we saw that a lot of our uh, a lot of our stuff that we were watching, they would inject a robot. You know, it's like, oh, right. you know what this needs? Well, it needs a, a droid or a robot. So I mean, isn't isn't Jar Jar kind of the Scrappy of the Star Wars universe? He scrappy really the... is. Yeah, he really. You know is. what? Yes there you go. No. That's a good one too. I think that's a good comparison. <laughs> it's really hard to it's really hard to explain though. Like. I realize I, I realize I'm kind of on the record as saying I, I I don't trust Bill Hanna or Joe Barbera's instincts and as far as I can pick them, <laughs> like I, I get I get that like it's just not a great idea but there's something else there about the obnoxiousness of it yeah. that it just transcends things that I seriously just walk out into public with a with a recording device and ask people. Like uh, j- just ask them what's your what's your least favorite character from animated TV shows? Yeah, and I'll I'll bet you Scrappy Doo comes out comes oh, up yeah. like seventy percent of the time. Yeah. Pretty quick, yeah. yeah. So like this is a, if this was a question on Family Feud, you know, it'd be like the number one answer, right? Yeah. Be... Somebody thought it was funny. They were just wrong. Like mm-hmm. they were just wrong. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's okay. It's okay to admit it. It's fine. Whoever did that, whoever's idea it was, whether it was the Hannah dudes uh, or the Barbera guys or somebody else in the room. Who thought that? Hey, you know what the kids are into? Uh, obnoxious right. little yeah. troublemakers like this dog. Uh, it's okay to admit you screwed up. It's fine. It was a late night. And You're even, all living on pizza right, and coffee. Right, right. I get it. Even it even <laughs> took it even took me. Now I was aging out, but it also uh, it detracted me from even wanting to see uh, a pup named Scooby Doo because I was so convinced uh-huh. that. It was you know, just going to be Scrappy. It was just, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if Scooby-Doo was a kid, then he would just be like Scrappy-Doo, just a little did, too Scrappy. Did yeah. they ever have like a little uh, 
cute sidekick sidekick on like a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Transformers or not really? Uh, like, no, orco, was there an Orco of Transformers? <laughs> no, not not in Transformers. Uh, they were the kid, the, the human kids were the yeah. But here's know, where okay. they screwed up. Now Brian brings up a good point. In He Man, you have Orco. In uh, Thundercat, you had. Snarf, 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 whatever. snarf. So you snarf, had these right? dumb characters, and they were always in there, and it's an th- accepted thing. In Scooby-Doo, even though it was named after him, Scooby-Doo is that character. So right. when they brought Scrappy-Doo in, they're breaking the law. It's like, yeah. you've already got your little sidekick comic relief. You don't need to add another layer in there. It just pushes <laughs> Scooby like, to the side. Oh, look, you open up this Russian nesting doll, and there's another <laughs> little Russian nesting doll inside yes. it. Yes. Only it's not it's not identical to the previous one, only smaller. <laughs> it's totally like, different. Yeah, Imagine yeah. if you it's opened angry. up a Russian nesting doll, and inside was a smaller scorpion. And you're like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I, it's, not it's, how try, this works. it's trying yeah. to fight you, too. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, with it's, all that said, yeah. I gotta say, Matthew Lillard was the star of this movie. Oh well, oh, I mean, look, well, he's the best cast for sure, right? Right. I think best cast. I think uh, Linda Cardellini's good casting. I think uh, uh, the worst casting is Fred. I yes. think uh, he's really Freddie bad. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but yeah, it I wanted to come up. I wanted to come up with like some ideas of who would have been better and who was popular at the time. I think Hayden Christensen for me was at the top of the oh, list. Wow. Like, who would have been, been awesome. a better Fred? <laughs> that would have been great. He would have been all right. Fred was more hunky uh, than I yes. than this shows. He, I, I think Freddie Prince Jr. is pretty hunky. Uh, you don't think he's hunky? No, he's kind of small and spindly. He's fine. I mean, I don't, I don't have I anything. He's hunky. I like him. I don't think he fit, I don't think he fits it. And also I think I, got I, a, I agree that they could have done better, but I also think that they did just fine. I thought I think he did a an okay I job. I mean, because he is could the most better. vanilla piece of cheesecake you're ever gonna see. Which is what Fred is. Well no, I'm right? saying that's what Fred is, so it's a hard character to cast for, is what I'm saying. It is. Because yeah. no matter what, I mean, when you're he, casting for somebody, you're looking for somebody who's gonna bring something exciting and dynamic to a role. But your source material is the most white bread piece of flaky toast you ever ate. You know, like Fred is ridiculous. Fred has always been ridiculous that way. And everyone well, else has Freddy. the color. Yeah, no, I know. His name- <laughs> you can't just hire him because his name is Freddy. Right. Well, and, and Even his was- IMDb photo looks like he's bored with oh. Freddy Prinze Jr. Right. <laughs> when, we, when the movie like started and we first lay eyes on him, it was kind of jarring because he he doesn't look like Fred to me. But also... I, it was a, a moment of remembering. Oh wow, he used to be famous. Like he used yeah, to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Like what? What is the deal? Like how does a guy like Freddie Prinze Jr. make all these movies and he's really high, like a list actor for mm-hmm. such a brief time? And then we're like, eh, we're over him. Yeah, people are still. Uh, there are more Sarah Michelle Gellar projects in the works than there are Freddie Prinze Jr. For sure. projects without mm-hmm. a question. The but, last, the last thing he really did was. We all believe. 2014 Star Wars Rebels, but yeah. You do have to give him uh, credit. Oh, that's right. He was in Rebels. You also got to give him credit. Uh, He and Michelle Geller married since 2002, uh, a Hollywood uh, marriage. That would have been my full-time job. I would have quit too. I'm just (laughs) just married to Michelle. That's that's all I'm doing. And that's the thing. Like, I, I, we always have to remember that these aren't slaves. Like they can yes. make some money and go. Okay, I'm done. I, they're not. Yeah. They're not right. bound to keep making exactly. movies and, and and so on. I kind of uh, admire that. Favorite... To be honest, I admire when a, an yeah. actor mm-hmm. does that because it's like you know what? You, why put yourself through that? At some point, you 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 acknowledge where you're at with your career and you go, yeah, I'm either going to have a big resurgence at the very tail end or uh, whatever. I made a bunch of money. 
and I'm really into raising these kids, and I think I'm going to focus on that. I don't need to be on TMZ every day. I don't need, you know, the, yeah. the attention. And I kind of, I don't know, I admire it when it happens. Oh, totally. Yeah. I think it is, though, you know, sometimes you decide that you're leaving, you're done with show business, and sometimes the world decides that you're done with show business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But being able to accept that, if it, yeah. and if it's the world deciding, that's okay, too. Just go, well, all right, I guess that's my, that's my cue. I'm going to. And not let yeah. it kill you, not let it destroy you that your ego is so fragile that you can't be the popular thing anymore. Like, right. I think that's a, the, a rare gift in time, Hollywood. Yeah. At the, at the same time, uh, my last memory of Freddie Prinze Jr. on screen is in Boston Legal. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, uh, you know, had the great character Denny Crane. Yeah. And he played Denny Crane's son, Donnie Crane. Yeah. And it was a, it was a ridiculous goof. It was a total farce of a character. And it, and at that moment you have to go oh wow you've really fallen from starring in major films, and you know so it's like he was definitely getting knocked down for some reason for, for I don't know for being too pretty or whatever yeah it could have been tall poppy syndrome yeah where you're just too popular and then exactly you just become exactly. the target mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. could be because he was he was hot for a minute man I mean everything every time you turned around. Yeah, but if you think about the body of work, it's not great. I mean, Scooby Doo. Oh no, and... we've we've seen him on film sack before, and he he was kind of crappy in Wing Commander. Yeah, him and Matthew Lillard were both in Wing Commander, uh, and they mm-hmm. and that's not a great movie. I'll tell you what, though, uh, of the entire cast, the one that I finds find other roles most interesting is Matthew Lillard. He's done amazing body <laughs> yeah, of work, so and good. my favorite thing recently was a season or the second season of Goliath on uh, Amazon Prime. Is a weird season, but he plays this uh, character in there that is super interesting and really well kind of fleshed out. And I was like, oh, I could go for more of him like right now. Like this is an interesting actor at an interesting point of his life. This is not shaggy at all. This is like a like serious mobster business. He's great in it. So I'm well, all he's for, got a I'm fallback plan now, too, because he is he is welcome any day of the week back into any Hanna-Barbera production of Scooby-Doo <laughs> to voice Scooby-Doo. So, I mean, he's got he's got a lifelong, you know, job if he wants it. Does he do other, does he do voice stuff that's not connected to the live action movies? Has he done that? Yes. Yeah. Let's yes. See. For example, mm-hmm. uh, Supernatural did a weird crossover <laughs> oh, yes. episode. I love that episode. Mm. You've seen it? It, like, just came out a couple months ago. Well, I uh, yeah. Do, do you not watch Supernatural every no. week? No, like, no. like everyone C- else on the CW now. You don't I watch. <laughs> I just watched it this TV past shows. week. I watch seasons of TV shows two years later in the whole season when Netflix gets them. Yeah, but there's still like a ton. Of, there's a ton of people like Dunaway still. We just forget. Then why there. do I have an antenna in the air and I'm, I'm watching Supernatural on know, my DVR? No, Ryan, Randy, Randy's uh, misinformed. He, it's while it's true this we are a growing uh, a growing population, and I'm with him. That's how I do it too. There is still millions of people who watch shows. Man, I'm so excited about the new season. Yeah. I just yeah. yeah every every time every 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 new thing that's coming on this yeah. fall. So it's I would love right. to see I would love to see uh, HBO completely end the world by <laughs> releasing the entire last season of Game of Thrones all at the same time. All productivity oh, wow. would come to a stop. Yeah. we would all we would all sit and watch thirteen hours of television. <laughs> it would be like you know? the, the national holiday, basically. Like uh, you know, be, oh, kids, the grocery stores are still closed. Uh, people still watching Game of Thrones. Yep, economy that's will the, take and a that's hit. the thing. It, because TV now is more of this like 
uh, cultural come together thing than it's ever been. Uh, I go to the office uh, on a Monday morning and say to my coworkers, "Hey, uh, what did you watch this weekend?" And we watched something. We did not watch something that you know came out as one episode live on television. We all watched something that was just released Friday night as a season. You know, like that's just what mm. everybody seems to be doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. except um, for Brian. No, I, I, I. Oh, except for you, you mean? <laughs> no, I do it. Yeah, except for me too. But I do. Yeah, I do no, both. I do both. Oh, I totally. Uh, we, you guys we know I watch a lot of TV. Doing... You guys know I watch a lot of TV, right? No, oh, yeah, yeah, you're a TV <laughs> God, guy. Yes. Well, you mostly okay. just have it on Blu-ray and special editions, right? Yeah, that too. <laughs> I, I want to say. I want to say one thing about this episode of Supernatural, though, because it it is the. Uh, it is the return of Matthew Lillard and Frank Welker to those voices. Uh, it is an animated thing, right? So the mm-hmm. supernatural guys uh, fall into uh, you know an episode of Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has uh, Kate Micucci as Velma. Oh, I like her. And yes, I know, and she's perfect. Mm. She's great. Yeah, uh, if you're not familiar, she uh, that that show. What's the one with the baby that you? Uh, hooked me up with Scott. Oh, the, uh, um, the, the, the Raising Hope. Yeah, she's great. Raising Hope. Yeah, oh, she's great in that. that. She's part of Gar- oh, Garfunkel and Oates, yep. the music group. Yeah, there yep. was on Big yep. Bang Theory for a while. She's, she voices Sadie and Steven Universe. Yeah, she's I mean, just, she looks like Velma. She, no, she's <laughs> yes, a little. Exactly. She's a little pixie that looks like Velma. Like she is a. She's a hoot. I like her a lot. She I is. had no idea yeah. she played her. Uh, and, and also, yes. you'd look at her and go, "Oh, you look sixteen. She's thirty-eight. Like she's just wow. one of those people that never ages. Like she'll always be. That's amazing. Twelve, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, that's interesting. I had no idea she was involved in any of that stuff, but I do like her. Uh, anyway, what was the point there? Oh, um, oh, he's also on Bosch. Hold on a second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matthew Lillard was on Halt and Catch Fire uh, for a season. He was on Bosch. He was on The Good Wife. Uh, he was in the last season or this most recent season of Twin Peaks, which was fantastic. And he's he's great and weird and, and you know, fantastic. And I never it. knew. I always wanted to ask Scott about 20 years ago yeah. in your neck of the woods was SLC Punk a thing. Oh, it was huge. Yeah. People love that. Okay. People revere that movie here. SLC mm-hmm. Punk, which oh. came out in 1998. So it's a little older. I don't actually associate it with it, To me, it feels so far away from any of the other things we know him from a mainstream point of view. So like Scooby Doo right. feels like six hundred thousand miles away from SLC Punk in terms of time and space, mm-hmm. but it really isn't that different. This is kind of early in his career; it's late nineties, and that movie uh, is a local. Well, I mean, at the time anyway, I don't know how how it is. To, I don't know how it's perceived today, but anybody who was growing up during that time, or even if you were in your twenties in that time, that was like a huge deal around here. We love that. Can we also talk about the only IMDb listing I've ever seen where five different people play the same uh, lead singer of a band that's Brian Ebbett's favorite band? That was that was great. Sugar Ray? Yeah. <laughs> Sugar Ray. Oh, yeah, what Sugar do you Ray. mean, like, uh, five different people are playing? They're all Sugar Ray. In the no, band. the band is called Sugar Ray. The lead exactly. singer is Mark McGrath. It's right, like, sure. Uh, but we all not, call him Sugar Ray. You know, we do. Like, yes, we do. It's like Alice Cooper. There is no person named. Well, there now is like, I think Vincent Furnier finally did just say, screw it. I'm changing my name to Alice Cooper. Yeah, but he'd great. had enough. There's no Leonard Skinner. There's no uh, Pink. There's nobody named Pink Floyd. I've never Pink felt Floyd. like I was a Leonard Skinner, but I have always thought that was Sugar Ray. I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll be 
along with it. Yeah. I'm just, the I'm just talking post. about the IMDb listing because I've never seen yeah. an IMDb listing where it's and starring Charles Stan Fraser as Sugar Ray, Craig Bullock as Sugar Ray, Matthew Murphy Cargus as Sugar Ray, yeah. Mark McGrath as Sugar Ray. I'm like, oh, oh, I know that one. That's a weird one. So let me ask you this. This is the four post yeah. bed band, right? That's their song that is famous. Every morning there's a yeah, halo hanging on the corner of my girlfriend's four post bed. Yeah, that one. Okay, that's, that's that the one. one. All right, I don't care about that band at all. So what? So, yeah, seeing oh, them in here. Yeah, talk about talk about being hot for a minute. They were hot. Don't for you a just want to fly? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were like this bad. It you wasn't could, like ska. It was, it was like there rip was a off couple ska. of summers that you could not escape them. It no, was, I, I agree. Like, they were like yeah. an oil that you couldn't get out of your carpet. <laughs> this, this movie just happened to be filmed during one of those summers. I mean, yeah. you look at the cross section of this film, and you've got Pamela Anderson. You've got that, you know, aside from Sugar Ray, you've got that style of music that was popular for about 18 minutes. Yeah. yeah. You've got, um, I mean, it is such a, it's it's a movie where if if we didn't know this was made in in you know the late 90s early 2000s we would have said wow they really jammed everything about the late 90s early 2000s yeah, yeah. into this film on purpose mm -hmm. but it just yeah. happens that it was <laughs> yep and i actually i like i want to defend this guy i think mark mcgrath is a really good uh singer for this particular style of music sure i yeah i find sure. him i find him very compelling like i've i've been to see a uh, sugar ray concert they were not on the top of the bill but they were like I, I just I don't understand the the hate for Sugar Ray. It's it's it's. Oh, I don't think good. I don't think anybody on here hates them. I don't hate them. No, I just don't no. like the band. I don't like the music. Never did. Hmm. Don't know why. I, that's okay. I think and that's okay. the thing. Like, the yeah, like I have this I have this whole category in my head called beach ska reggae. Mm. Yeah, and I see that beach beach ska <laughs> reggae is is a is a very peculiar and wonderful thing to just put on and have playing while yeah, you're see that's why they, some, they, this some, is where I we diverge this is where, no this yeah. is where we diverge because this is my problem i don't you're gonna go ska go all in if you're gonna go reggae go all in don't come in here and mush them all up it just sounds like garbage <laughs> That's why I don't like it. it, it that was my it, biggest Scott, problem. And I know you would love this. He made an album. He made an album in 2009 called Music for Cougars. Yeah. Oh, I have the album. <laughs> and I think, I think Mark That's McGrath kind of is funny, a, actually. Yeah. 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 I think he's, he's amazing to watch, too. As a performer, you got to admit, he's, he's, he's fun to watch. Is he, though? I don't know. I, I liked him in The Green Eyes. That was cool. Other than that, yeah. yeah. Would would Harvey Danger be a second bill oh, on that I, uh, ska beach? What was it? What was beach ska reggae? Yeah. Let's see. Harvey Danger. Hold on. Uh, flagpole sitter. Oh, yes. Flagpole sitter is great. Um. Yeah. That's the era. That's well, the real, stuff. Real big fish or. Uh, what else was there? Who were the guys that went? Uh, oh, I can't think of any names right now. The '90s bands that all sounded the same. Gwen Stefani? Uh, no, listen. The early they were really Scott and great. They yeah. kind of diverged later. I, I agree, but so, yeah. Okay, so I actually, I'm just looking at a playlist that I made a long time ago, and it's got, <laughs> it's got Smash Mouth and Supercat. <laughs> Everclear. Uh, yes. Oh, Everclear is uh, another yeah. great example of this. Yeah, it's got it's got Gin Blossoms, Third Eye Blind, Uncle you Cracker. Know <laughs> you know what's great? These these songs have finally fell into mall music. So yes, you'll absolutely you'll be cruising them, you'll be walking them all in this kind of music display. It's got it's got Matchbox Twenty, Eve Six, Spin Doctors. There's just a thing that's just always it always works. It's always acceptable. You could just put it on. 
Mm. No, you, you think it, it is, off. but people are really just rolling their eyes. You can just turn no, it off, is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm never going to turn it on again. I'm only going to turn it off. It was a weird I, time. I I'll bet in uh, ten years you're like, oh, I just found this great uh, Spotify playlist of like all these '90s songs, and it just takes Cre- me. Oh, no, I love created by Randy Deluxe. One of my <laughs> favorite. One of my favorite times in music is the '90s. It's just that particular offshoot didn't do it for me, and I don't know why. I had trouble selling, settling uh, in on. Oh my gosh! Kill me! I now, had trouble. Freaking... I had trouble settling in on the music in this in this movie. I loved the music. It just felt like it was so much of it. It sometimes felt a little bit heavy, and I was. Oh, I was but I, I loved it. But it was just so much of it. Everywhere. I swear there was a bunch of outcast. Was there a bunch of outcast in this in this yeah, movie, or am I just imagining a bunch? Like bit. three or four songs. No, yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know who redid uh, who redid gonna... the Scooby Doo song at the top. That was actually kind of a cool cover of it. it was all I right. I didn't feel like Outcast yeah, was around in in that early, were they? I don't know. Ooh. Outcast, yeah, two thousand two. I think we had Outcast by then. Oh my gosh, the Baja Men were around. The yeah, they, and they didn't let the dogs out in this one. You would they think. Did not. Oh yeah, no I, kidding. You think I bet there's like some trivia. Gimmick. I bet there's some trivia <laughs> there that they couldn't do it. Randy, give us the trivia. <laughs> Brian, Brian, according to the official listing, there's yeah. only one Outcast song or or Andre Benjamin or Big Boy song in this entire movie. Wow. Really? Okay. They missed I think out. I remember there being some kind of controversy about the Baja men who let the dogs out being in another I'm, movie that couldn't use it for this. Maybe. I can remember something I'm not that. seeing maybe. any Outcast in the in the soundtrack yes. list. Am I looking yes, at the yes. right? I'm, you must not be because uh, the, the song Land of a Million Drums Land by Outcast. Oh, performed by Outcast. There you go. Oh, so it's Did not their song. It? It's like a it? well, it's like a what do you call it? Like no, a cover it just, there's just so much other stuff written by you know like uh yeah, Killer Mike, Sleepy Brown, produced. But yeah, I just I just didn't see it right away. You know Here, what was a total waste for this movie though what? with Scooby Doo? <laughs> what they did not ever really tie in the Nunez. He was there, but he the never name. really became a true part of the movie. Wait, who's Wait, the, the Nunez? Nunez. Miguel A. Nunez, oh, oh. the voodoo yeah. voodoo chicken. Oh, yeah, he was right. he was trying to he was he was warning them. He was a warning no. sign, which he did in the original. Yeah, but series. He's, a, he's a MacGuffin, though. Exactly, he's yeah. a MacGuffin. But yeah, I was one, hoping they would wrap him up a little bit better. He just chicken the bucket. Yeah, have, I have. got Nunez just, uh, on the line. Chicken sacrifice in the bucket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Once once that whole thing gets debunked and that's it. Just like the dude with the uh it's true. The, the the fire with the holograms in it. Once oh, yeah. that got um, Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. what's his name? Yeah. Uh his actor's name yeah. or or his in in Gutuna. Cuz it was Steven it was Stephen Grimes. Gutuna, yeah. Yeah, but his, his <laughs> so, name uh, was in Gutuna. We haven't even talked about how the bad guy in perfectly normal Scooby Doo fashion uh well it's scrappy dude, but we don't know it. Um, anyway, right. you, it's Black Adder guy. What's his name? Uh, Mr. Bean. Uh, uh, oh, Rowan Atkinson. Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson's in this. Yeah, right. so he's, he's slumming it uh, here in a Scooby Doo movie. And uh, but actually, I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh wow, Rowan Atkinson actually looked good. Like he he was a good looking actor. I love that when he's guy. not making his Bean face. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> I like Rowan Atkinson a lot. Uh, I've pretty, enjoyed. Are you guys excited about uh, the new Johnny English Strikes Again coming out? Kind of. Did you guys like the Johnny English? I liked it. Kind I of. Realized there was a new. Oh, I did knew that. No, there was yeah. a new Johnny. My English problem with out. the Johnny English movies and the Bean film adaptations is that they lose some of their British origins uh, yeah, in the in the translation because 
the as British comedies go, uh, being Blackadder, that kind of stuff, amazing, really good, and mm-hmm. but also quintessentially British. The minute you try to turn some of that stuff into movies, I don't know, you get just Hollywood I, involved. And, I kind of want it. I want it to go more towards spoofing James Bond. Right. And it really, mm-hmm. it, it really, it definitely makes fun of James Bond. Yeah. But it right. doesn't really like pull hard enough from James Bond for me. Yeah. It's a little mm-hmm. get smarty for its own mm-hmm. good. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which bums me out because I think get he's smarties. great. Get smarties. I'm looking forward to it, Brian. I <laughs> I love I love that Emma Thompson is in the film. I, nice. I I'll be there. Yeah, I'll go. I'll see it. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that guy. He's great. I mm-hmm. watch old Bean episodes. My me and my grandma before she died. She died at age 89. Uh, but for years, me and grandma watching Mr. Bean, old Mr. Bean episodes on PBS and laughing our so heads off. Fun. Yeah, it was like this one hilarious. <laughs> There's two yeah. memories I've had of her. One doing that and the other her and i sitting and playing galaxian on a sit-down cocktail arcade model galaxian <laughs> right at, in her oh, 80s. You know, i do worry about the slapstickiness of it because growing up watching mr bean i loved it and i still i still love it but you know what somebody loved three stooges back in the day and thought that was funny yeah and for I, whatever just, reason, I just don't find it yeah yeah but for whatever reason i feel like i can like he can get away with things that that regular slapstick is the turnoff like the things that that i hate usually about regular slapstick for whatever reason the way rowan atkinson does it is really really funny yeah he's this whole this whole thing in rat race i think you know is he's the the unsung star of that movie yeah he is great in rat race i forgot about that that movie that movie hinges on him how good he is in that movie it absolutely does yeah Yeah. it make me want to see it but only because he's in it He's also right. one of the best voices in like Lion King. Like the guy for a while there, that dude was all over the place. Yeah. He was the mm-hmm. the preacher who was trying to do the four weddings and the funeral wedding, the thing, and he was great oh, in that. Right. Yeah, he's just great. Mm-hmm. That guy's great. Um, all right, I got a fun trivia piece here, uh, real quick. Frank Welker. We talked about him being the voice of Scooby Doo in this. Mm-hmm. In the I didn't know this. In all of the uh, Scooby Doo cartoons, all of them, he was Fred. Did you guys know mm-hmm. that? Oh. No, I didn't know that. He's been Fred since like day one. And really? In this one, they're like, "All right, be Scooby now." <laughs> Frank <laughs> Frank Welker. I don't know if we give him enough props on this show. That dude's everywhere oh, in everything. Mm-hmm. Like, like maybe one of the most prolific voice actors of all time. Probably. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to That's think. It. If you had like a you know a top three or or a lifetime achievement, it's got to go to that guy. He's just in every damn thing, and he's done every voice of everything, and he's in modern things and old things and dumb things and great things, and he's just everywhere. Right. Well done, he Frank is. Welker. Good job there, buddy. Yeah. Uh, and then it also says here, I don't know if this is true. It's funny my voice cracked there because what I'm about to tell <laughs> you. Uh, Matthew Lillard says he would scream for a very long time to make his voice oh. all hoarse to do these shaggy imitations, so he would like spend a bunch of time in his trailers going, Rah! before he came out <laughs> i believe wow. it which which everybody was fine with they're like yeah that's right yeah that's do that ruin your voice for the future it's fine they don't care uh richard marks do you remember that guy uh yeah, yeah the, the musician singer? the singer yeah he, i hear he's gonna be right there waiting for me <laughs> yeah. he, wherever i, saw, I go I saw, a, I, do. I saw an interview with him like 25 years ago where uh, he said he he would he would try to wreck his throat in order to get uh, the rasp to get that, that raspy really singing yeah. Wow. yeah, I can see that. It's a cool that thing. Like that's a hard. really dumb thing to do as a singer. It well, does. Like like an unsustainable. Know. Like you're not going to be able to maintain that level of well, destruction to your throat 
maybe for a long he, period of time. Maybe he, he knew that he was going to have a very brief peak. <laughs> well, right. You know what? Right Good. Here. Yeah. Where is he now? Is my question. What's where, where, uh, the Pachanga Casino uh, Saturday night at six <laughs> right. p.m. Hey, so Yakov Smirnoff. Right. You know James Hetfield of Metallica during the earlier years. He he did a lot of uh, a lot of damage and mean things to his vocals. But if you listen to his later albums, he got a little more. He went a little smoother sound to save his vocal cords. I huh. didn't even go far enough down, guys. If you look at Richard Marx's live events coming up, it includes places called the Star Gold Coast, mm. North Star Mohican Casino, yeah. oh, and yeah. I'm not kidding. He's playing in Boston at City Winery. I actually thought you were joking. So really, this is uh, this is yes. The, oh, I didn't reach far is... enough down. Wow. What does? Oh, I did not know this. New out. respect for Richard Marks, uh, married to Daisy, no. Fuentes. Daisy Fuentes. I did not know he was married oh, really? to Daisy Fuentes. Mm. Oh, okay. Hats off, my friend. All right, well done. She's a very beautiful uh, volleyball beach player lady, right? That's her deal. <laughs> that <laughs> she too. was an MTV uh, VJ. Yeah, but before that, that, that was my that's yeah. the thing I knew her. But from. what that she was famous the... for was the volleyball beach. Uh, stuff, and then she got the the then TV gig. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was the home videos, right? Put her on the map. Yeah, she was. I she thought, was a lovely. I woman. thought he was married to Cynthia Rhodes. I guess well, they got. Two thousand fifteen is when they got married. So. Oh, okay. It shows you. It shows you that uh, even the best balladeer in the world can't, uh, you know, can't hold on to. <laughs> oh, there they are. <laughs> There's wedding pictures. Oh, they're adorable. He looks all right. His hair is not what it used to he be. Doesn't he, have to, the, he doesn't have the mullet anymore. No, right? no, no, not even close. Boy, she is. I'll bet. She's I'll bet you gorgeous. he brings it back eventually. She's beautiful. He's a. He's kind of a. a looks like a little bit of a weed, but she's. she's <laughs> yeah, he's a weed. He looks, <laughs> I think I've he just never, looks. I think he uh, looks like a handsome guy. He's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. Yeah, I think he just looks grown in a lab. He doesn't look. Uh, like he doesn't look. I have never heard I have never heard the the put down looks like a weed that is just (laughs) that is the first time in my life I've ever heard that well uh you know you're free to use it anytime you like if you'd like to use it anyway let's talk about normal people some more yeah let's do Um, it just regular old people Matthew Lillard he's a normal looking guy Uh, he's very compelling blah 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 let's Let's not miss our chance to talk a little bit about Isla Fisher. She was such a revelation in this movie. Wait. Every time she's on the screen, you can't take your eyes off her. I realize oh. her name is a is a bad, crappy joke, but she was just perfect for this weird little throwaway role. The Mary oh, Jane yeah. character, uh, I, sure. I wanted the stinger scene at the, in the credits to not be Scooby and Shaggy eating peppers. I wanted it to be Shaggy and Mary Jane. I don't know why. I just wanted them to be doing something in the van. Oh, she's <laughs> she's a uh, rebel alley in the Arrested Development uh, season yeah. four thing. I did not yeah. know that was her. Oh my gosh. Weird. Yeah, without the blonde hair. I mean, basically, every, she's she's a redhead, and she's in uh, she's been in everything that uh, Apatow I think has made. Yeah. If not, it just seems like it. But she's fantastic. Like really, really. And she's yeah. and she was she was in the scene that was the only really part that I felt like was super creepy, and that's when uh, she gets nailed in the face by that that branch <laughs> when they're on the four wheelers, and she looks <laughs> oh, yeah. over at Scoob and she's like, Argh! oh like, yeah, and pulls her pulls her uh, yeah around. yeah that's kind of fixes, fixes her face that was super creepy well, that was weird CGI but 
yeah. It's weird. Yes, the CGI is kind of bad, but it was it was effective yeah. in how creepy yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well done for her. I didn't realize that was her at all, and uh, that she's come a long way since this weird part on Scooby Doo. Good job. Did yeah. not recognize her at all until you guys are just now talking about her. Just did not even click with me until now. Uh, I, Sco- uh, Scooby-Doo, by the way, this film released. This, imagine this. This is where my time, my understanding of time and space gets crushed. Scooby-Doo is released the same day as Wind Talkers, which sounds way older, and Born mm. Identity, which sounds way newer. Oh, Interesting. wow. No kidding. Yeah. Isn't that oh. weird? O2 is yeah, Born yeah. Identity? Yeah. What, the, what, the, what the hell? Where did all that yeah. time I go? Know, I don't know, Shag. <laughs> what the hell, Scoob? Oh, no, I had, a, I had quite a Mandela effect with this movie early on. When we first see Pamela Anderson, mm-hmm. I really genuinely thought that she had passed away a few years ago. That's... And I was like, I was like, oh, wow, Pamela Anderson. That's so cool. Man, rest in peace, Pamela Anderson. And I was just like, <laughs> wait, wait. She's alive. She's totally alive. Yeah. Mm. But why? By the way, all right. So she hires the mystery machine group, the mystery machine group, the mystery, mystery, you know what I'm or, about, mystery <laughs> ink or whatever they are. Yeah. Yeah. Hires them to uh, get the ghosts out of her toy factory. Turns out to be the janitor, the or whatever. Right. 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 Best why? Yeah. Why does she show up driving the mystery machine? I I, I was know. curious about that. I mean, it's not unheard of. And on the you know in a team for for you know the people you're working for to show up in your van, but that was kind of weird. I thought. <laughs> Wait a minute! Really? Did like, people you know, ever weird. drive the like, A team van that weren't the A team? Right. would be like, yeah. While we're getting the bad guys, you make sure you, to drive you our car around. around. <laughs> you come on in. No, I don't there know. is. I, I thought there that was, is a that trope. Was weird. No, no, no. But that's a that's a trope in a lot of different in a lot of different. I like, full it, it, the glove box. I'm just trying to get <laughs> over Brian Ivett's impression of Mr. T saying, "While we get the bad guys, you drive our car around." Like I remember, I remember times as a kid watching like the Dukes of Hazard and the Duke boys are in some horrible trouble and Cooter yeah, yeah. pulls up in the General Lee. Yeah, yeah. and and I you agree. know like because, like that's a that's a thing. I I I, yeah, I yeah. totally bought it in this movie. Yeah, I but so. I didn't buy was that the Jenner could afford that really cool uh, cosplay of the Luna Ghost, which by the way is my favorite and the only time it ever oh, really yeah. shows up. That's, that's a great character though. Very visually. cool character. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. Uh, I was about to tell you guys a thing. Oh, gosh, dang it. Oh, here it is. Uh, uh, I thought that Freddie Prinze Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar met on the scene, or met on the set of this film and and then got married. I thought that was the thing, and it wasn't. I was so Mm. disappointed. Another Mandela effect, I guess. But it was, I saw what you did last summer that they were in together. Yeah. What did you guys think about that film? That's not good. It's a bad horror horror movie. But I enjoyed it so much. I loved it at the time. Mm, this I don't was, know, man. This was back before I'd seen a lot of movies, and it was like, oh, it was exciting <laughs> and for comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was so thrilling. It that felt movie. so. It felt so new at, at the time. Yeah. I remember thinking, wow, this is a what a fun idea. Yeah, uh, well, had, and, but I mean, had had Scream Two come out before? I know Scream One mm-hmm. kind of did this whole resurrection of the the jokey horror. You know, right. new generation of jokey horror films, tongue-in-cheek uh, mm. horror films. Would you say that's the origin, probably? I, I think so. Yeah. I think you're probably right. Certainly in the modern sense, I can't think of... Because uh, mm-hmm. back in the day, it was like Airplane and, and Top Secret, and that, that was your form of, of, mm-hmm. of taking genres and flipping them and making fun of them or right. whatever. And then Scream was right. more like this genuinely freaky, scary thing, mm-hmm. but 
also super tongue and in cheek and it did a, yeah. and it did yeah. a smart way but they didn't just go okay wink wink they said okay we know you're here but we realize we're in a horror film yeah but they didn't they never really winked at the audience they no. just said they they knew they were they were in a horror film and that the realities of horror film apply to them right Wait, lillard was in scream as well he was in scream yeah. and i know what you did last summer yeah, yeah. no he no no sorry that's freddie prince jr well, i know you did last summer Oh right, okay. He's a, right. but he is also in uh, 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 the one with Freddie Prince Jr. The one we saw. Um, yeah, Wing Commander. Uh, Wing Commander, yeah, yeah. Which mm. didn't Wing Commander also have Gary Busey's kid, Jake Busey, in it? Yes, did it? Or I remember that wrong. <laughs> I don't might know. Be, you know, you're remembering Starship Troopers. <laughs> it might be Starship Troopers. I probably We're at maximum. Am. I'm doing this, and by the way, this happened to me really bad the <laughs> other day, and I may as well just share this here because it also happens to FilmSack. But this will give people a, kind of a context for why sometimes we conflate these movies. I was watching uh, that Goliath series, finished season two, and then immediately rolled into new seasons that I hadn't seen yet of Bosch. And then the next day when I tried to recall what I had seen, I had them all mixed up. Like Those two, right, those two are so easy to uh, to confuse. Yeah, they, and they're all to, uh, mashed up to the point that me talking about it was worthless because I was just like, wait right, a minute, right. he's not in that. I that had to be, no, that's why we watch like careful. a... Yeah. We watch a British Bake Off season between stuff like that just to kind of clear the <laughs> cleanse the palate. That's a so good idea. That's a I great idea. I almost made the mistake of rolling right into Scooby Doo Two last night, and I was like, "No, I better not do that because I will get so confused." Yeah, it can happen. You got to be yeah. careful there. Uh, all right. Well, I think I can do clips now if you guys are in the mood. Oh, there's no. By the way, what gross got out is nothing. Nothing grossed me out. It was fine. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a lot of slime mm. and snot, but there was it was. Yeah, but none of it's. It's all oh, just really? like. like uh, Scrappy do sneezing on everybody, or was Scooby sneezing? No, no, it was uh, it was, was Isla Fisher sneezing on Scooby? Right. Yeah, that didn't bother right, me. Right, right. That was fine. Yeah. Who cares? Okay. Like none of that, and but the, the, just the whole park your brain at the door because. Everyone's supposed to think grandma's on the plane, but clearly it's a great Dane wearing a dress and a hat. Like right. it just it's it's too silly for me to find any. I mean, the closest I got was like people going ah, and then green oh. mist coming out and then people yeah. horking it in. That's a little gross. Oh, yeah. but sure. The whole sugar ray giving you their sugar. <laughs> sugar ray gross got up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, man. I actually, I actually want to put a trope alert on that on that trope, Scott. All right. Got one. Here you go. This film maybe leans too much on the paper thin disguise. Mm. There's oh. way like I realize it's a it's a trope that's like set in the Scooby Doo universe. Sure, but I was just like, I can't enjoy this because <laughs> the paper thin disguise is so paper thin. Yeah, like I don't know. I just feel like it could have it could have done better. There are so many other films where i love that trope that's the thing like, yeah. have, have they, you like, seen the mission impossible series yeah, <laughs> yeah well <laughs> it's true yes, but, but i like it but the and, but the and, case of this is like you said it at the beginning it's torn from the the cartoon in a very literal way like the cartoon always did this the scooby would dress up as something dumb or shaggy would be the lower half of scooby's upper half and they'd yeah. sneak onto something and confuse everyone about who that tall guy was and it, like i feel like they were just assuming we were all cool with it and it turns out live action is hard it just yeah. it you know it reminded me of uh indiana jones and the last crusade where uh indiana jones uh puts on a hat and pretends to be a scottish art collector oh right and i'm like i'm like right i i want to go watch that movie yeah that's what i want I that's what it, it, it made me feel you want to see the entire thing i just we just kim and i were on uh, a little trip for our vac or our uh, anniversary and we saw all of the uh, indiana jones movies except for four because it doesn't exist 
um and <laughs> it was a really good time and um by the way this has been the craziest thing this is a good film sector thing to bring up i had pointed out on twitter that a lot of people forget and we've talked about it before but people forget that temple of doom is a prequel not a sequel mm-hmm. and I am shocked how many people came back and had no idea. People like Chris Madsen were like, sworn, I didn't know that. I could have sworn I brought that up here on yes. FilmSec. Oh, you totally yes. have. We, we you, talked you about have. it on FilmSec many years ago. But yeah. I didn't know until like late 90s that this was the case. And so many people, including people that I follow and they follow me that are like published authors. And like I said, Metzen and a few other people like that wrote and said, what? Are you kidding me? Right. I had no idea. And they it literally, they're doing a terrible job in that movie of letting you know that this was something that happened all, before Raiders. It's just a beginning saying, you know, 1930 something. Yeah, but nobody pays back. attention to that, I figure, right? Like no one's seeing the date. And they and they all just assume, well, this is, and that's why I think people thought it was weird. It was like, where's Marion? And you just did mm. the dark. How, how come you're in India doing this weird thing with this kid and and this lady who's annoying as hell and, hey 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 but but i always liked temple of doom but i didn't know either when i was a kid i had no idea it was a prequel i like the idea of uh the next star wars movie falling in front of force awakens i think that would just be fascinating if (laughs) if everybody went to see star wars and were like what is going on yeah why are all these I think we've already done that with the I was about to say, you know, we already, already have enough trouble with Star Wars trying to remember enough timey wimey with uh, the Star right. Wars uh, series. Yeah, I think people are <laughs> skeptical in a way that they haven't been in a while for Star Wars. So we'll, we'll see what they do with nine. Uh, all right, here's some clips. I have a number of them and they begin with the wrong location. There we go. Uh, begins with this one. This is Shag and Scoob talking. Hey, Scoob, that was fun. Let's grab another skateboard and, like, do it again, huh? He's more, it's almost like he's doing a Casey Kasem impression better than he does. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I know it was Casey Kasem. Like it's like saying he's doing a really good impersonation of Robin, you know? <laughs> right, right. Super friends. Yeah, good yeah. point. Good point. But he really nails that, like, like, there's a cadence to it. There's a, yeah, there really a hard is, to explain. Yeah. All right, here's something I call it Lover Boy. I don't remember what it is. I am a lover boy of George Clooney in proportions. Okay. No, yeah. That was the janitor. That was the janitor, yeah. Talking about Pamela Anderson. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. Line. George Clooney proportions. All right. George Cloonian, even. Not oh, even Clooney-ian? just George Clooney proportions. George Cloonian. Got it. <laughs> uh, here's an example of Roquet. Roquet. <laughs> Roquet. It's so... I don't know. Scooby's fine in this, by the way. Like, if you're yeah, if you're going to criticize this oh, movie, yeah. one of the things I yeah. can't level at it is the the portrayal of Scooby Doo. The character is dead on. They got it. Yeah, it's good. You know, the yeah. CGI could be better, but uh, you know, they got it. That that is it exactly. I mean, it's the, the the CGI is so distracting sometimes that you forget that they really do nail the character. They really do do. Well, and they also the yeah, they also did a really good job blocking all the other actors. Like. They interact with Scooby Doo really seamlessly for me. I uh, I especially noticed it uh, at the end of the film, where uh, both uh, Isla Fisher and uh, Matthew Lillard have to like reach out and touch Scooby Doo. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know what was there, what was actually there. It may have just been you know a piece of wood. Yeah, but <laughs> they really they really pulled off the the seamlessness and it felt like there was a big animated dog. You know, now that you said that it's funny, the entire, usually I'm really, um, I really notice these kinds of things. And, and, and I notice when it's weird, like you can watch 
Roger Rabbit and appreciate what it was for its time. But you can definitely also go, um, Bob Hoskins is looking the wrong direction. Or, you know, right. Or yeah, the, right. the thing yeah. he's holding is wiggling out of control. Like, none of this is working exactly right, but you appreciate the effort. This thing, I never once just went, oh my gosh, that looks so dumb because mm-hmm. clearly there's no dog there. As bad as, you know, as early as the CGI is, I agree. It's like they pulled that off. It didn't... I want to think that they had a little Andy Circus running around uh, yeah. with, uh, <laughs> with a dog head and foot, foot pads that they were with, using. As a... With insanely it. skinny arms. Yeah. Like, that's the thing I was, who's the person yeah. who doesn't have arms that right. would fit behind that dog? Yeah, and how do you how do you block that stuff out? I don't know how that stuff's done, but it's pretty, pretty good for its time. Uh, that, we'll yeah. give her credit for that. Uh, here's your Black Adder guy. I was afraid I was going to have to lug those all the way up to the hotel. Ah, but that's what Spooky Island's all about. Realizing your worst fears. There you go. Rowan Atkinson mm-hmm. doing what he does. Here he is again. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. <laughs> I don't know what it's for. But... Uh, oh, I don't know what this is. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that annoyed me. Spookapalooza? Spookapalooza? Rookapalooza. All right. Uh, here's a clue. Well, here's a clue. Purple is a fall color. It's the middle of me. That guy made me laugh. <laughs> I don't know Nunes. what his deal was. Do we know? Is he supposed to be somebody I know? Because he, he... You don't know who that is? Who, yes, Nunes. Who, that's who I was talking about earlier. Oh, that's who you're talking about. That's the Nunes. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, he reminded me of um, Larry David's buddy on Curb Your Enthusiasm for some reason. <laughs> he was DJ in Street Fighter. Larry, yeah, Larry. we've seen him yeah. on film We've seen many before. times. Just recently, I think, what, a couple of months ago, I think we saw something. Uh, Larry, Larry, Larry. You going to let him talk to you like that, Larry? Larry, Larry, Larry. I just, it reminds me of the guy on Larry. Or, uh, Larry oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smooth. Uh, Smooth, whatever his name is. Yeah, I love him, and it reminded me of him. And you're right; he is DJ on Street Fighter. What the crap, yeah. dude? Jesus! All right, well, yeah, I love him, but because his only real line in Harlem Nights is "You broke my nose." Yeah, the character that he plays in Harlem Nights is literally named "Man with Broken Nose." <laughs> yeah. That's pretty. He, great. Uh, wow, he's on the whole season of Joey. Oh yeah, yeah, Friends whole spin. run, and he, and he survived yeah. uh, to make other things after that, which well, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. well yeah, rest in peace, Joey. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I kind of like Joey, but whatever. Here's a, here's a, I don't know what this is. This place is like uber creepy. Yeah, Uber creepy. <laughs> I don't know. It's into the Uber creepy. <laughs> He's just so, so good with the Ubers and the R's and stuff. I liked it um sorry it's such a weird speech impediment like when they're coming up with the way a dog is going to talk for the cartoon like right. uh we'll just have uh every he just he don't the only consonant he can start a word with is r how's yeah. that well, because dogs say roof yeah oh raggy right. yeah well i also say barf barf <laughs> do they say barf <laughs> or bark do they go barf 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 little, little dogs do that so you said root uh bruber Boober, creepy, braggy. He'd call him braggy. Oh man, bouquet baggy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they missed an opportunity. Uh, maybe you've sold me on the R. Yeah, the R probably works better. All right, here's a sorry. I don't know what this is. Sorry, bro. No big whoop, dog. Yo, did you catch that new vid on the box? True that. I'm up to stizzle on all popular trends. Word. I thought that was kind of funny. 
the new vid on the box that was pretty good yeah yeah uh <laughs> that was the brainwashing alien uh, not alien but whatever uh videos that were t- t- <laughs> they were designed to train people who had been infested by the demon face things whatever all that was it's that part's hard to explain i don't want to get into it 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 sucks it is a weird thing when you when you actually have actual supernatural stuff mixed in with your fake supernatural stuff on the scooby-doo thing usually it's all like oh he did this with wires and this was like a little smoke machine that he had hidden behind his cape yep but then they actually have like a cauldron of of everybody's souls their consciousness floating around yeah they broke that rule i don't think they should have broken that rule I think that rule matters in Scooby Doo mm-hmm. World, and I understand the temptation in a big movie. It's bombastic summer entertainment. You're trying to, you know, do it's that. Like, and also, it's like, like having a really good movie series where it's always something kind of cool and and earthly supernatural, and then deciding for the fourth movie that you're going to have aliens be the whole source of. Uh, okay, I, I I get that, but but the movie also takes the whole process a little more seriously. Mm. And if yeah. if the entire series had been in this universe these people would have eventually figured out, oh, all we have to do is walk around demasking everyone and we will find the person also didn't, who's been doing the thing. I also didn't like the the spin they took on the uh, the the team being celebrities. I, I didn't care for that because it, it originally when they would explain everything, they would explain it to the officials, right. the police, or you know, the mm-hmm. person who owned the place. But in this one, you know, they would show up and, uh, yeah, I, I didn't care. For yeah, that. Like an entourage, yeah. It was. I, I don't know yeah. why they did that either. I, like, like, go ahead. If you're going to have these things in the cartoon that just defied disbelief, just go all in on the movie that way. You already got the dog right. thing, so just do it with everything else. We don't need to, mm-hmm. you don't need to explain that, oh, they're famous. That's why there's a big deal or mm-hmm. they're this or that. Like, just, just simmer down, guys. Make a movie. Simmer down and make a movie. <laughs> Here's uh, something I wrote called Sorry Bro. All right, well, here it is. Sorry, bro. No big whoop. Oh, I already played that. Here's this. Here's great new scoob scoob burp. Here you go. I'm going to use that all the time. It's pretty good. That was the dog. And then he's farting. Except that was was Matthew Lillard, I think, was farting. Now, I'll bet, uh, Randy, you can confirm this or not. Did your eight-year-old just think that scene was the most hilarious thing he's ever seen? Um, not really. Mm. Uh, would, it was way more eight. the. Yeah. It was the movie really lands for uh, my son on things like their skateboarding in while wearing a barrel, and you know, like things like that that are like crazy exciting. Yeah. The mm-hmm. like, I remember like when they're on the plane and Shaggy flicks him in the nose, and then Scooby just overkill punches him yeah like my my kid thought yeah, that was good. really f- exciting and mm-hmm, funny mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but not as much on the the fart and poop jokes and i just want to for the record all of the mary jane jokes right over his head no oh, idea i would and hope so jeez <laughs> well we you gotta re- remember we we live in a time now when that stuff is all really normalized like it's it's legal here it's like I, I I know my kids' friends' parents are doing you know doing but I marijuana think, at home. But I think the term Mary Jane is like oh, is, just sure. as, is as out of fashion as jazz cigarette. You know, right. like <laughs> I, no, I hear that, but the movie is really dripping in marijuana references. Like this movie has a hundred marijuana references, and I I don't think a single mm. one of them worked. For Wait, I'm confused. I I thought they were referring to the shoe. <laughs> yes. Did I miss something? Yeah, oh, sure. it was all about her shoes. You're right. 
Yeah, nailed it. There was a star. It was a. It was a Spider-Man <laughs> reference. That's what that was. <laughs> I got to go back and watch the whole thing now. That's fine. Just don't do this. All right. How about this one? Oh, is, uh, I thought Fred was a little pervy toward the end, and here's proof. I can look at myself naked. All right, Fred. <laughs> calm down, buddy. That's nothing Fred yeah. would say. For the They're, real Fred would never say that ever. Yeah, it is and a they, little uh, yeah sexual harassment if you switch bodies with a woman, yeah. and the first thing you do is look down her shirt. Yeah, I've seen yeah. I've seen better dubbing in uh, Godzilla movies. Uh, that was not <laughs> that was not good. You didn't think that was great? <laughs> that was not great. All right, I can look at myself naked. He sounds like he's in a room somewhere. He was. <laughs> I'm sure, he was. Uh, he's supposed I, to be out in the forest. I, <laughs> I guess everyone's in the room somewhere at some point doing the thing they do. All right. Hey, what, what what's this? It's the fee, uh, the film sack checklist. The fee sack. Uh, terrible CGI check. Humans are dumb and think a dog looks like a grandma. Check. And finally, still kind of got a crush on Sarah Michelle Geller. Check. Uh, I, th- I find her fascinating. I think she's great. Uh, Trek Connection, there is one, and it is Frank Welker, uh, who we talked about before. He does creature voices and the voice of uh, Scooby-Doo in this. He provided Spock's screams in Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, and voiced this uh, cytoplasmic life form in the Star Trek Voyager episode, Nothing Human. He did additional voice work for the video game Star Trek Starfleet Academy, Starfleet Command 2, Empires at War, and Starfleet Command Orion Pirates. Guys Absolutely shocked that Lillard's never been in a Trek feature. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Can't believe be. it. Yeah, a little bit. He he just seems like the perfect weird green alien. Yeah, I mean, there's a few people. I mean, uh, I can believe Freddie Prinz and Sarah Michelle Geller, but uh, I don't know. I mean, some of these, like the the uh, Nunes, the uh, um, oh. the other the other the bald dude that uh, we were talking about, yeah. Antuna Gooey or whatever his name was, <laughs> and Gooey uh, Tuna, Gooey Tuna. he should have he should have been in some sort of star trek thing yeah well there you go those are those now let's get to the twitter post this is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less let's begin with randy jordan i wrote this out scooby-doo i only have two words for this movie scoob oh wow (laughs) that's pretty good it's not bad. How'd you spell that? I'll set it to you. You need to see it. Brian Dunaway. That's me, Scooby Doo 2002. Like cleaning your beans at Don Nod's Christmas party, rut row, Warner Brothers didn't have the scrot to make this rated R. <laughs> Wait, cleaning your beans? Did I hear that right? Was that a Mr. Bean reference? Yeah, th- no, they actually said this deer in the film. They tried to sneak it past you. Uh, is he? I think it was, it was Fred. He said, uh, uh, he, he was referencing back. He says, Yeah, man, like that time you got us in trouble cleaning your beans at Don Knott's Christmas party, talking about Scooby Doo oh. cleaning his beans. And then later on, the first time I've heard Scrote in a film sack movie, uh, when uh, Scrappy Doo told them they did not have the Scrote. Oh, that's right. What it oh my gosh, why didn't, that. I, why didn't I capture that? I, I, I don't know. I was watching for all the nuts and Scrotes. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for that uh all right let's now move to brian ibbett scooby-doo too much scooby too much do <laughs> there True. was yeah there was some do a little too much of all those things yeah. uh well well done oh just in 
was handed this list. Uh, this these are let's see alternate titles. They almost named the movie these two titles. Uh, first one was "Careful, or You'll Get Your Ass Caught." Uh-huh. See what they did there with the ass caught. Uh-huh. 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 I like what they almost did there. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> last one was "Lose Your Glasses Four Times in About an Hour." All right, so there's <laughs> in about an hour or less. She was that was here's the thing. Her thing. That's here's the thing. Yeah. I know there are people who are clumsier than me. I know there are people who are more blind than me. I'm pretty blind. I'm like a negative four and a half. Yeah. I have never once had my glasses come off and then I'm looking around for them with my hands. I don't think I've anyone's never, that blind. Yeah. This I I have been wearing glasses since I was twelve years old. That has never once happened to me. And it's still every time I see it, it just makes me smile. I've been it's wearing so them since I was four, I've... and I had cataracts at forty-four, and had surgeries to fix cataracts? those. But even when I had those, and I was at my most blind, I wouldn't drop my glasses and not be able to see them or not know that I was grabbing a dude in front of me. Like mm-hmm. it's all bullshit. Say, That's she's full. Yeah, of bullshit. I gotta say, I'm the same way. I'm I'm also blind, and I've never dropped and lost them. However, I have taken many naps and woken up and went, "Where the." Yeah, oh and then glasses. you you'll be lean you up and to, realize you crushed them under your hip or something, right? Or, or you have to ask somebody to help you. I have had I have had to have my uh, you know my significant other help me look for. I'm like I can't find them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that happens to me, bed, but that's different. Know. That's different. That's like it's under a cover. It's obscured somewhere. Like she, if she can't see that well when they're off, there's no way they're helping her see well when they're on. <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> of course, there are blind people, obviously. But they can't put a pair of glasses and go, oh, I see fine. Everyone's great. How's everyone doing? I've lost them now. Everything is completely. It's bull, it's bull crap. It's always been that way. It's been bad in the cartoon. I don't know why I'm complaining this vehemently, but I am. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wasn't complaining. Yeah. I think it's really fun and funny. It's like right. one of my favorite things. It's just so unrealistic. Yeah. Wait, wait until you see Mr. Magoo. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Magoo is trouble with the blindness, isn't he? He mm-hmm. really runs yeah. that. He's, he's a he's a. If you're a fan of eyes, don't watch Mr. Magoo. <laughs> fan of eyes? <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. All I right. make eyes. I made your eyes. Your eyes, too. Rishi B. from Ann Arbor, Michigan, wrote in our first email, which uh, comes to filmsack at gmail.com and says, Hello, Sax. Uh, y'all should watch the Watchmen movie because I recently read yeah. for the first time the comic and I want to rewatch the movie to compare it against mm. the book. But I have a hard time rewatching movies without incentives like Filmsack episodes. It's mm. on Amazon Prime. Thanks for your time consideration and sacks thumbs up uh watchman we should be from ann arbor michigan yeah. so i would consider I wonder, that i'd love to watch i yeah. would totally consider that is do we know which version is because didn't they they came out with a version a few years ago that combined the um the curse of the black or not curse but like the black the 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 stuff that the comic has oh yeah yeah the, the black flag stuff the black oh yeah yeah because they they yeah. released it separately but then they also included it with the uh the blue. Oh, right. I didn't blue know right. that. That's right. interesting. I wonder yeah. what and version they, it is. They integrated that into the film, which I think is the way you do yeah. it. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. I don't think I've seen any of that. I've only ever seen the theatrical yeah. one. So, and I really like uh, that Watchmen movie a lot. I think it's cool, and mm-hmm. I love the comic. So I'm not one of those who hasn't read the comic. I adore the comic, and I think the movie's a fine adaptation, despite a few tweaks. You know that they have to make. You always make with movies, but I'd watch that for films. Act sure. Let's see how it held up. Mm-hmm. That awkward sex scene up in the in the owl ship, you know, deal. Owl ship. <laughs> Uncomfortable for who? Yeah. That'll change the song "Hallelujah" for you forever. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, who's I, up there? I don't know, man. Uh, who's the actor in that? Um, he's great. Fargo. Uh, the the the, oh, the summoning yeah, right. or whatever it is. The, the summoning. He's in that horror movie series that's got a brand new. Yeah, which is 
the, that's a great the that's a great series by the way You're i love that actor patrick wilson, wilson. And, uh, right. he does yeah he does that that what is the name of that horror film though i can't remember now it's not the conjuring what's the other one the conjuring that's it isn't it is it the conjuring I oh, okay maybe it is so now I'm, I don't think so. Maybe it's not. Uh, Insidious. 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 That's it. Insidious. I need to see. Uh, I've never seen those. I like him. However, he was. Those however, he was in The Conjuring. He's in The Conjuring. Was he? Oh, he yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> well, which one of well, those is set in the seventies or something? That is that The Conjuring. Was, it's according because it seems like Insidious jumps around. Didn't they have like a backstory oh. that went back to the 70s so it's hard to say what you're know. remembering i or i maybe oh. even think of just him and fargo in 1978 which is what that <laughs> set in and he is so good in fargo oh my gosh patrick wilson you're great let's just he's do be that in uh, the aquaman film too yeah he's gonna oh. be uh not aquaman in that right movie. ocean master yeah oh master of the ocean master. <laughs> that's right <laughs> um okay here's a, one more email we got from keaton who says hi i'm batman just kidding he didn't say that yeah, <laughs> I've never really had a movie I can say I hated. Obviously, I've had other movies I didn't like or thought were boring, etc. In fact, I can say I uh, got close to hating Piranha 3D, but some parts were kind of funny. Mm. So it stays in the strongly dislike category. But Way of the Gun? Oh boy, I hated that movie. Every character <laughs> was a total D-bag or creepy or weird or all three. The story had no draw for me. The scenery was dull. The stupidest reductionist worldview one-liners were so awful, I rolled my eyes constantly. The one silver lining was the decent action scenes, and those were brought down by the fact that I just wanted everyone to catch a bullet so I'd be done with the movie. (laughs) I've I've been there. I've been in movies before. I usually call those movies with no joy. And for some reason, the characters bring me no joy, and the story brings me no joy. Yeah, Yeah. I get it. And he, he says this, and this is the important part of his email. Truly the only thing that helped me make it to the end was the promise of a film sack episode once I was done. You boys really mind the depths with that one. Keep up the good work as always, Keaton. Uh, by the way, I would present Keaton's email as the perfect, the, I would call that a perfect email. Kind of like I'd say Raiders of the Lost Ark is a perfect film. Mad Max Fury Road, perfect film. Uh, Return of the King, perfect film. Like I have all these movies I would consider to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Keaton's email is perfect. Yeah, exactly the kind of praised us a lot that's the part i like he praised us he's funny more of that he's he's funny he's honest uh he tells there's something about no corrections for something i got wrong (laughs) (laughs) nothing to complain about yeah (laughs) good sentence structure proper punctuation i read it without a glitch it's really good so well done keaton everyone be like keaton uh film sack at gmail.com is the email address you can use you can use it anytime you like that's going to do it for today's show uh, filmsack.com is our website and uh, next week we're going to do what I don't remember what we're doing we're going to watch 7 Wait. oh what are we Finally. really are we watching 7 really we're watching 7 7 wow what's in the box I can't, right. wait to get, can't wait to get my gluttony on oh man Brad Pitt Morgan Freeman Gwyneth Paltrow directed by David Fincher two hours long the award winning 7 1995 and the, and the most so, popular uh UPS box in uh right, film right. history film history yeah so head on out to your backyard and head on DVD. out <laughs> uh, well done pull that pull that DVD out of the snow and bring it back in <laughs> oh yeah Dunaway knows Dunaway, Dunaway knows my my sordid history of this film we'll talk about yep. that uh next week a bunch of that and uh yep. that's a good it's our first David Fincher would it not be i think it is because we didn't do Alien 3, even though we tried once and it got pulled or something. Something like that, yeah. Pretty sure it's our first venture, I think. 
Am I thinking of something? So, Am I, uh, I can't think of another Fincher we've done. Right. I mean, his movies are all kind of great. <laughs> so Sounds bring like... your lust for movies and greedily watch this, and you'll be the envy of all wrathful people. Okay, let's do this. You did it. Ah. That was almost all seven of them. Good job. Where's, yeah, where's you couldn't fit, fit sloth in there, huh? You... I just got uh, I got tired, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so you did fit sloth watched, in there. We didn't there watch the Zodiac. End. No, we didn't see nope. I love Zodiac. Oh, my gosh. What a great mm-hmm. movie. Too. Yeah, I don't see... Everything else is all uh, music videos. Like a lot of music videos. That Zodiac one is all about um, Senator Ted Cruz from Texas, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It it is, but it was before he was a senator and before he was an American. Oh, it's when he was killing dudes. Uh, right it's when he murdered people i got it okay we watched the game we watched the game oh Oh, the game oh Oh, that was like one of his earliest wasn't it post video one of our earlier ones too one of our earlier ones yeah Yeah. and and panic room we didn't watch yet right no i forgot i forgot that was him forgot that was panic Mm -hmm. panic room was even his we didn't ever see uh, what's 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 rolling with Gilbert's grape. No, that's not his movie. Uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, uh, who's older than Brad Pitt today? What's the name of that movie? I'm growing younger. Oh, oh Benjamin, Benjamin Buttons. Buttons. Benjamin, Benjamin Button. Buttons. That's what it is. Who's older than Brad Pitt today? <laughs> I can't think of the name. I still haven't ever that seen is... that. So if that ever comes around, oh, I'll I just do watched it. it this past year. I actually enjoyed it. People like that movie, I guess. I don't know. Some people don't. I'm sure. Some people complain about it. I yeah. thought it was all right. All right. Yeah, I enjoyed right. it. Yeah. I like what's her name. So kind of in on her anyway. Oh, what's her name? What's her name is really good. Old what's yeah, her name? Maybe the best she's done. She's the elf queen. Uh, you know, uh, I can't think of her name all of a sudden. That's how much I like her. Uh, Helen Mirren? Helen, no, no. Uh, she, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren's not the elf queen. <laughs> <laughs> she's the queen queen. Um, she's the queen queen. Right. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Freaking... Frickin' gosh dang it! She's in that. Friggin she's in that new Jack Black it? magic Here movie. Uh, Here it comes. She's in all sorts. She's it's, won many yeah, you're Oscars. Right. It's not a magic movie though. It's it's the clock in the wall. Come on, the you're oceans. Uh, oceans eight you're lady. She's one of the oceans ladies. She was Frodo. I've I've done it. I can now go to Gladriel or whatever. What was her name? Kate, Kate, Kate Blanchett. Kate. There you go. <laughs> Frick. That was painful, you guys. It was like a giant. It was like getting a giant you. poop out. Fun for me. It's like a pine cone trying to pass it through your colon. All right, we're done. Filmsack.com. Wow. Filmsack.com oh. is our website. I know, right? But if it goes which one, way though is the question? Uh, which way you're passing that it pine doesn't cone? Matter against Brian. the grain. Against the grain. That's trouble. Woo. Yeah, you'll leave some seeds if you know what I'm saying. Filmsack.com <laughs> is. I'm <laughs> gonna shut up now. Filmsack.com is our website. Filmsack at gmail.com is the email address if you'd like to communicate with us directly, or you can do it right there on the site. And you can find us on Twitter at Filmsack. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next time. Ruh-roh. Ruh-roh. Why can't you be more like Keaton? <laughs> <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Okay.